We are helping owners create cash flow and pay down their mortgage, while our guests feel like a millionaire for the time that they stay with us. It's no secret that focusing on others' outcome ultimately leads to more income for you and your company. Welcome to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Hey folks, this is Mark. Welcome back to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. We are continuing with our leadership series today with Bobby Harrington. Um, we're doing a little bit, little bit different scenario today. Bobby will ask me, be asking me some questions. Um, I'll be asking him some questions. So it'll be more like a co-host scenario. So um, with no further ado, you guys know Bobby from last time, ultra runner, pastor, short-term rental owner, great leadership coach, great running coach. And so this will continue in the theme of leadership today. Bobby, thanks again, man. Welcome. Yeah, man, I'm super excited about it. You know, like today's concept, like a lot of concepts in business, entrepreneurship or whatever, they're, you, you, they just apply to like all different areas of life, really, you know? And we're definitely going to see that with today's topic, you know, just thinking about creative genius, how we're wired stepping into that. And uh, so I'm super excited to talk about that. Yeah, it is one thing I missed at the top of the show. Like the big topic today is stepping into your creative genius. And we're planning on kind of talking through that and giving some really practical tips on how to embrace that in yourself. And some people go a lifetime without learning that. It seems like it's becoming more of a thing that people want to learn about themselves. Um, but we'll give some practical tips on how to step into that. So, yeah, I mean, that... That being said, I, I mean, I'll, I can kick us off. Um, I mean, it's really important. I mean, you, you always hear like, find your passion, like, what are you really good at and do that? And this is such a hard question. Like, all right, find my passion. How do I, how do I do that? Like <laughs> what, you know, I'd, I always hearken back to like your childhood, whether that's good or bad. Like I, the picture I see is like, you know, the bad thing happens and then you go out in the field and you picture yourself flying away like a butterfly or, or whatever, or the good thing happens and it, and it spurs in you something that you just never forget. Like how you just want to go back to that. So, I mean, for you, Bobby, you've done a lot of things that ignite a lot of your passions. And, um, I would say in my life, you're, You've got a handful of passions and it seems like you're touching on all of them. And so for you, what are, what are some practical things that you use to kind of make this work for you? Yeah. So when I think about this topic, you know, and people will use different phrases or words, you know, creative genius, zone of genius, um, you know, wiring, passions, calling, you know, there's lots of different things like that. First off, like, I think it's a little bit more than just like passion, you know, because a lot of people will chase their passion, right? I want to be a doctor. I want to help people in that way. And then they actually get to the end of the road where they become a doctor and they realize, oh man, I actually don't like doing this. You know, like I like this concept of helping people, but it doesn't really fit with my wiring. doesn't fit with my strengths. You see this in business a lot, right? Or somebody goes to college for something and they get out and they think, you know, their whole life, they thought they were going to be X. And then they actually start doing it and they're like, I don't really like to do this. So I think when we're talking about zone of genius, creative genius, it's like this combination of your wiring 
your passion, your skill set. And it's like merging all these things together to say like, what's the best version of yourself that brings like the most value to the world and like doesn't wear you down, you know, where like you're just out being yourself and you understand who you are and you're bringing a lot of value to people, but it's not draining for you because you're kind of just operating purely out of your strengths. And uh, I think there's a lot of different pathways to kind of go to try to figure that out, you know, and maybe we could talk about what some of those different pathways are. I think everybody in a sense understands this from a real kind of fundamental level, you know, because like when you're a kid, you know, like I have three kids and they all like different stuff, right? Like they're all wired differently. They're, they're all drawn to different stuff. And so from a very young age, we understand like, okay, I'm not like this other person. Like I am uniquely me and I have my own desires and passions. And, um, and then as you get older, you start to realize I, I kind of have my own, um, you know, kind of competency and skill set. you know, not just stuff you learn, but just like ways of thinking, you know, we're just kind of wired differently. And so I think everybody understands that in a general sense, you know, that we, we all are unique and, but figuring out like how to apply that to like business and work and life that that's where I think maybe a lot of people haven't taken that next step for whatever reason. What would you say? Like, cause I, when I look at you, Mark, I feel like, I feel like you do this really well. Um, you seem to operate, you know, kind of out of your strengths and passions and you have a pretty good awareness of what those are and you don't just apply them to being an entrepreneur or real estate, but it seems like it's kind of applied to all of your life. Um, what, what, what's like your, what was your journey in figuring some of that stuff out? Thanks for asking. I mean, what, one of the things I think about and one thing you said earlier, like sometimes you can be really, really good at something. Like, I, I think that can be confusing sometimes. Like I'm really good at this. So this must be in my genius, but it just, you just hate it or you just get worn out by it. And so for me, it's been a little bit of that. So I, what I figured out about myself is I'm a really good starter. Like I can start things and I love to start things. Um, whether that's a book study or whether that's, um, a business or, Whatever it is, I love to start things and I don't, I'm not as good at operating. So I think, but I can operate. Like I'm actually pretty good at operating. I just don't like it. But for me, like, I mean, I gotta be super honest. Like for me, my, both of my parents were, um, they were both in a union. And so they, they just kind of taught in me, like get a good job and stay that path like that's going to be your best case best case scenario on a path to success and so i kind of bought into that a little bit like i fought against who i was and i'm not blaming my parents by any reason they didn't they didn't know any better like they made great for themselves my mom was a teacher my dad drove a train but i remember like i just always felt this pull to start something always and, um, like, I remember my very first job out of college, I met with my parents and told them this idea that I wanted to do. And they were like, we don't think that's a good idea. Like, you're not going to have insurance. Like, um, and I ended up not doing it and, but it's okay. Like, it, it's okay. It's, it's something that really, really taught me something. And so, but also got caught in this point in my life where 
I, I started doing something that I really loved, but I started like the, the money part of it became more important to me than like embracing what I loved. So while I was successful and I could be successful through sheer grunt work, like I just remember being tired all the time, like not getting energy. And so now like what I figured out is like the more I occupy my mind with day to day, like tiny little tasks, the less I can be creative. So it's the opposite of being physical. Like, you know, you're an endurance athlete. So, you know, the more you run or the more track workouts you have, the faster you'll get and the longer you can endure. Mental, like tapping into your creative genius is the exact opposite. It's almost like the more you meditate, the more you clear your mind, the more these ideas will come to you. So when you're trying to remember something and you hold on to that, like you're like, man, what was that? What was that? And the harder you try, <laughs> you know, it's the exact same thing. The harder you try to find out your creative genius, like the harder it is to come by. And the minute you just kind of let it go. And so for me, it was very practical. Um, I've, I've recently read a book within the past two years um, by John Mark Comer. Um, and it just talks about, you know, creating a lot of space in your life. Um, it's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. And so it's, you know, create like releasing busyness and hurriedness and like all that stuff that just puts you in the weeds all the time. Can't do it. You, you just got to have peace in order to tap into that. I think, I mean, that's a long winded answer, but yeah, like one way that I would maybe frame like what you're saying is, you know, like we're taught to do like a lot of like analytical thinking in our life, you know, which is like, okay, let's, um, you know, I need to go get this job because it has benefits and all this stuff, you know? And even when sometimes we think about, you know, this topic of like, okay, what am I best at creative genius? You know, like we kind of want to do a lot of analytical thinking, you know, okay, let me, let me write these things down on paper and, you know, see what adds up. Like, where's, where's, where am I most skillful at or whatever? The thing is, I, th I think like what you're talking about is like a lot of this, it's more, it's more intuitive. You know what I mean? It's more, it's not just what you feel. It's not just like I have a feeling, but it's, it's a different type of knowledge. That's a little different than just like analytical type of thinking. And so that's why I do think, you know, having space you know, and just getting in a place where your mind is able to kind of, it's kind of weird because you're kind of disconnecting, but you're kind of tapping into a little different type of thinking. Like I know for me, if I'm just like in the grind day after day, it's harder to have those sort of thoughts. But like for me, like running or climbing a mountain or being outside, you know, I'll be doing something like that. And then all of a sudden I'll get like a, a thought that was like, where did that come from? I didn't get there through kind of analyzing it. It's like, it just kind of came to me because I, I think I was just tapping into a different part of like how the brain works. I mean, a lot of people that's in the shower in the morning when you've got this water coming down on you and you just have cleared your mind, either that's after a workout or it's before anything has been able to disrupt your day. And I would just encourage folks out there. Like if this is, this happens to me all the time, like, just don't think, like, don't chalk anything up to like, oh, that was just coincidence. 
Maybe it's a combination of allowing that to come into your mind, writing it down right away, and then exploring it maybe a little bit later. Because I, I think another thing is tapping into your creative genius is it's one thing to have the idea and to get excited about the idea, but it's another thing like stepping into that idea, like getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. So if you've always been like, if you've always been an employee and you, you have this great idea and you think, man, if only, if only like, what is like the, the, the smallest stair that you can take to kind of start to tap into that. And I always think about it like this, like, all right, I'm going to start down this path and either God's going to open doors or God will make it clear that, you know, I'm not supposed to start down this path, but isn't that what life is about? You know, starting down these paths. For sure. Cause a lot of this is like kind of self discovery in many ways, you know? Um, and at least in my experience, like you gotta, you gotta maybe go down some paths that don't work, you know, like, Hey, I thought that I thought I was going to love this, or I thought I was going to be great at this. And yeah, I, you know, I, okay. Now I realize I'm not, or now I realize I, I, I don't love it as much as I thought I did. And the quicker you could kind of like take some small bets, like you're talking about, you know, and kind of go down some of those paths. I think the quicker you can get to the place of kind of understanding, okay, this is my creative genius and this is how I'm going to use it in life. Hey, one of the things you said, because I think this will be good for people. You know, when you start talking about your creative genius, you didn't necessarily tie it to vocation. It was like something above that. You said, I'm good at starting stuff. Because I think a lot of times when people think creative genius or what I'm good at, they just immediately go to like, I'm an accountant or I am X, you know? And it's like, it's, I, I feel like this discussion is a little bit higher than that um, because you could take your creative genius and you can apply it to a lot of stuff once you understand what yeah. it is. What would you say about that? Yeah, I'd, man, that is so good because it's good of you to pick up on that. Um, but you can take your vocational life or your non-vocational life and step kind of backtrack into that, into your vocational life too. And sometimes like people think about this different ways, like your vocation doesn't always have to be like the way you make money doesn't have to be, you know, your, how you, how you benefit from life or how you, how you step into your creative genius. They can be like, you know, if, if you get really passionate or if you, if you're really creative outside of your work and that gives you fulfillment in life. You know, I'm not I'm not the mediator of like how you use your creative genius. Obviously, if you can integrate all that and all that flows together like a bowl of spaghetti, then that's even better. I mean, I'll say that, you know, kind of balancing imagination and reality is is also a key to all this. You know, if like so many inventions happen through certain imagination and linking that imagination over to like grounding it in reality. Um, if you, if you just operate like in the creative space and it's not grounded in, in some reality, then, you know, there's a, it's, it's going to be hard to exercise that daily, I would say, but just, just kind of food for thought. I think you get more creative. Like if, when you start thinking about ways to apply it, 
in life, whether that's through vocation or through family or whatever, that's when you like, that's when creative creativity can really spur You're like, Oh, wow, we could do that here and here and here and here and here. And so if you're lucky, like you'll, you'll start after this, after this podcast, you'll, you'll start thinking and you'll start meditating and you'll start like being effortless and ideas will start to spur. And then like, then the hard part comes. Yeah. So kind of all of that, you know, we're just trying to tap into just who we are, you know, and then try to, you know, eventually develop more of who we are, you know, take, take our kind of key kind of core strengths and wiring and then end up developing that. So when I think about it, a lot of times, like how to, cause I think the big thing is for people is just like how to discover it, you know, how to, how to find it. Cause there's, even if we can intuitively find it, there's a lot of fear related to it sometimes, right? There's a lot of questioning. Wait a minute. My parents never did this or yeah. Can I, can I really do that? You know? So some of the questions I think I've always asked that I think maybe help lead someone down the pathway is, you know, trying to figure out what you're good at, try to figure out like kind of what's effortless, you know, figure out what you're drawn to, what, what you're passionate about. I mean, one way to think about it in a work setting, you know, like when you're in a meeting or when you're in a group of people, like what is the one thing that you kind of seem to do better than everybody else in the room? You know, that's, that's maybe a pathway to go down to kind of discover that over the years, I've come across a lot of different tools that help people in different ways, you know, different books, and they're all kind of coming at it in different ways. Um, one that I've done is strengths finder. Um, you know, it's a Gallup, Gallup strengths finder. It, it, it kind of takes your 34 strengths and it orders them. Uh, so that's kind of helpful in thinking about some of this. Um, uh, this book called uh, The Big Leap. Um, it's it's a book I read that talks about zone of genius. Um, to me, the most helpful thing in that book is he talks about the difference between zone of excellence, where a lot of people end up getting in life, and zone of genius, which is kind of one extra step. Because a lot of people in their work life over time figure out generally what they're good at. And he's like, that's that's the zone of excellence. To take that final step, he calls it zone of genius. I think that's pretty helpful. The book, uh, Six Type of Working Genius, that's more about teams and workflow. But it talks about like what you talked about earlier. Like in the workflow, there's like starting stuff and there's finishing stuff. And we all find ourselves like on some spectrum of some people love to be creative and they're on the starting some people love to be tenacious and they're on kind of the ending of things, you know, so trying to figure that out. Um, the last one, this is more of a kind of an emotional type of thing. It's called um, seven primal questions. And it's getting at this from the perspective of most of us have a deep kind of question down in our soul, like, am I good enough or stuff around fear or stuff around money something that's kind of driving us kind of deep down and, you know, kind of maybe trying to figure that out could also help. So there's so many different pathways to get there, you know, um, and different tools out there. Some, some of it just comes from, I think, just kind of doing the work, you know, and just giving yourself that time to, okay, I got to just like kind of stop and, you know, think for a little while. Um, so, any, I mean, anything you would add to that, to to tools or pathways? Yeah, I mean, from a mindset perspective, maybe maybe it's not a tool, but I just think people are better than they give themselves credit for. Like, we tend to, as humans, we do something and we do it 
really good like 90% of the time, but we immediately, our mind goes to the 10% or the one mistake that we made. And then we tell ourselves, oh, if you were good at that, then the outcome would have, the outcome would have been different. It's just not true. Like we lie to ourselves um, sometimes because I think our inclination is to do these things that we love. And then we do them and it's not perfect. And then we are like, oh, well, I'm not as good at that as I thought I would be, which is bogus. Like very, 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 very few people can pick up a basketball the first time in their life and make a hoop. Like it just is probably just luck if anybody does that in their life. And so, I mean, I would just encourage folks, like if, if you feel drawn to something or if you feel an idea come on you, don't chalk it up to coincidence, like step into it a little bit, um, try it a little bit, maybe give it some work. Maybe it's not the right path, but you know what? Like it's worth trying. It's worth trying. Your life's going to be way more interesting. I think you, your faith will increase in yourself and maybe something that's giving you these ideas like a, a little bit more if you're, if you're willing to take that step. What do you think? Yeah, Totally. I mean, what you're bringing up makes me think of just kind of, you know, different obstacles that people face when they start kind of going down this road. Because every single human being has gone down this road at some point in their life where they start asking, wait a minute, is this what I want to be doing? You know, is this what I'm best at? Uh, is this is this my wiring? Is this my best use of my gifts? You know, I think of a couple different kind of holdups, you know, as I've kind of dealt with this myself and then, you know, led different staff and coached people over the years and have worked with a lot of people in a lot of different environments. One holdup, I would say, and I've not developed this out a ton, but it's just like, it's kind of just self, it's like the spectrum of self-awareness to me. You know, you have people that are just not aware at all of, of maybe their wiring and you know, that's not most people. Most people are generally aware of, I'm good at these things. I'm not good at these things. So then kind of further down in terms of self-awareness, here's to me where people get stuck a lot is they start to become aware of how they're wired. Hey, when I'm in a room with these other people, I'm really good at these things over here. I'm not as good at this stuff over here. And they start to feel like shame over that instead of stepping into it, you know, where, where you and I would be in a room together. And I would say, man, I feel like I'm really good at this. And it seems like Mark is really good at this thing over here. And he's a lot better than, than me at this thing, you know? And instead of accepting that and actually appreciating that people kind of, they stop right there, especially in a work environment. And they start wanting to uh, cover up those weaknesses they try to, you know, step into those weaknesses more because they see them and they're aware of them, but they never really accept them. And I think the people that really uh, excel in this kind of, um, you know, creative genius and in, in business and life are the people that not only are aware, but they they embrace it. Like they really, truly I had embrace some really it. practical advice, thinking advice around this one time. Think about whatever these talents are. Like you don't own them. There are gifts. And so like at Christmas, when you open a gift and your sister opens a gift, you're like, you're really happy that they got that gift that they, that they wanted in that case. Right. 
So it's, it's very, very similar. Like I'm so grateful that I have the gifts that I have, but I'm also so grateful that you have the gifts that you have. Like if you can just be happy for somebody else, like that would be like you trying to take their gifts from them or steal their gifts from them. Why would you ever do that? You wouldn't do that because you're on a team and you like each other and you're friends. And so just be happy for those, for those gifts. It's not something you have to own. And it says nothing about your character. What these things are that you're good at, you know? Yeah. Hey, one, um, one thought I had, I would love to hear your kind of perspective on this. Like, even when I do see people do this at times, like kind of begin to step into the gifts that they have, sometimes what you see, and I think you can see this with entrepreneurs a lot, sometimes what you see is they end up only applying that creative genius to really kind of one area of their life. You know, like they're able to just, they're so aware of how they're able to make money or do business or whatever, and they're aware of those strengths. And then they struggle, you know, being like a dad or they struggle in their marriage. And it's like they don't, it's like they've not applied that same kind of like awareness around what they're really good at to like their family life, you know, or even like their personal health. So I'd be curious, you know, like how, I mean, you seem like you've been able to do that. Like how, how have you been able to do that? I haven't always. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm really naturally, I really just love to work. And I think the world rewards us instantly when we're good at things in the workspace through money, through promotion, through power, like the world rewards us instantly. And sometimes your spiritual life or your familial life doesn't, they don't, you don't get that reward instantly. I mean, sometimes you do and that's, and, but most of the time you have to have like a longer term view when it comes to family. The crazy thing about business is like a lot of times, like you're rewarded right now. And so, and it's like this dopamine hit, like, so I get rewarded. Now I'm going to do it again. Now I'm going to step into that more. And it's almost like this confidence boosting, which I would say, like, just listening to this, if you're listening to this, this should give you encouragement to speak into your family's life. Like if they're doing something, and you see that they're good at it, like be all over that. And you see this like crazy change in confidence, this crazy change in almost self-awareness. Like, oh man, dad believes in me. Or man, my husband believes in me. Like I'm going to keep doing that because they believe in me. It's one of the most important people in my life believes in me. Meanwhile, in our workplace, we've got strangers telling us that they believe in us through, maybe they don't say those words, but through promotion or through money or whatever. Um, and it emboldens us a lot of times. So for me, like it, it took some, like I had to be very, very like narrow about that. Like I had to start thinking like, man, I've got to apply this to my family life. I don't want to be an average dad. I don't want to be an average husband. And I definitely don't want to be below average. I want to be great. I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great husband. I've been really good over here. Like, how do I apply those same things over here? And it, and for me, it just took creating a vision. Um, and that vision comes through like a lot of quiet time. 
a lot of time in meditation or prayer or whatever you want to call it. Um, that vision for my life, that vision for my my wife's and my relationship comes through that. And then you just kind of back into it through some through some real practical steps. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I know I know for me one of the one of the ways that has helped to do this is to um to actually write down what I feel like my kind of zone of genius is. So, you know, not doing real estate, but something above that, you know. So like for myself, you know, I think we're wired pretty similarly, but I kind of think of three things. I, I'm really great at starting stuff. So just kind of creative starting stuff from nothing. The first 10, 20% of something. Really good at thinking about the future. So vision. And then really good at lifting the lid for people. Getting, you know, speaking in a way, communicating in a way that gets people to maybe think about things differently. Trying to lift the, lift the So taking that and then saying, how do I apply that to my kids? You know, like, there are some things just in terms of, you know, relationally that I, I see a lot of people do a lot better with their kids than, than I do. But taking what I'm good at, I can then create experiences and create stuff that other people probably couldn't do. You know, like I'll take them on these trips that I kind of just create from that real entrepreneurial sort of gene. And it ends up being just like an incredible experience for them. And it's just kind of using you know, not trying to be good at everything, you know, and not trying to be like that dad over there or that person over there. And it's just kind of going, going about it in my own unique kind of way. You know, I love that, man. You see this, you see this a lot in entrepreneurs who will sell a business and then they'll say, all right, I'm going to focus like the next six months or the next two years with my family and travel. And then whatever date they set out there, it's generally like four or five months earlier than that because now they've actually had time to have quiet time and rest and their soul is enriched and, you know, they get to spend time with people who love them and encourage them. And you see them come back with this like idea that was never like their first idea that they did or like just, you know, totally different. And um, it's just really cool to see. But I think that's a real practical thing. Like, um, you know, different cultures do that too. You know, I think in New Zealand, they have these, these gap, well, they kind of created the gap year. And now the United States is kind of onto that after college, but you know, there, who's to say you can't take that like at 45 years old, you know, a couple months and just try to figure things out. Yeah, totally. Um, that's really good. One of the things I've noticed with just kind of being in this state or trying to be in this state where you're trying to be the most like authentic version of yourself. The funny thing is once you kind of recognize what it is, you know, and, and how, and how you're wired, it's a lot less work when you're just showing up in the world, like your most authentic self, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of times, if we're not totally sure, we try to go into different environments, whether they're work environments or social environments and, Sometimes we can try to be somebody else and, you know, we try to put on some mask that we're wired a certain way. And if you're not wired like that, it actually is so draining to live that way. And I just find when you figure out, okay, what's like my most authentic self to kind of put out into the world, everything just ends up getting better in your life. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you can be more impactful. You can make more money. It requires less of you. It doesn't wear you down in the same way. 
So, I mean, that's ultimately where I think, you know, it's, it's great to, for us to get is to that, that kind of state of being. Yeah. That's really good. And, and it, that doesn't always come from a bad place. Like somebody is, sometimes it's just somebody you really admire and you try to be like them and then you find yourself with this massive burden on you because nobody can be better than they are at being them. And so you'll never be better at being them than they already are. And so why not like embrace yourself, embrace who, who you were made to be and embrace those gifts. You know, it's, um, that's really, really good advice because I think that is easy to do. I think it's super easy to do in every vocation, whether you're an athlete or you're doing it this way. Like there are some like real practical things that, that you can do that get you further down the line. And we'll talk about that further in the leadership series. Like there's some real practical advice for success that, that you can do over and over, but yeah. Like do it within yourself. Embrace who you are, like allow you to do that maybe a little bit differently. Maybe that's a practical step, but allow yourself to put a little different spin on that. The cool thing too, I think from like an entrepreneurial perspective, you know, like when you, when you are able to identify who you are, um, you're able to really go down that route of who, not how, and surround yourself with the people that you need in your life. Like you're just super aware of, hey, I need these gifts around me. I need these strengths around me. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be this strength over here. I'm not trying to be this gift over here. And it, it kind of creates a superpower in your life. If you've ever been around those people that are just super aware of who they are and they're willing to live in that, and then they begin to build around themselves. Those to me are the people that are really able to scale their business, scale their life, make more money. Cause they're not trying to be at all, you know? Yeah. I, I operate often with my head in the clouds and I've recently partnered with an engineer to do a project. And my main partner is just a really good operator. And, um, we just, I recognize that about him and he recognizes that about me and you're right. It is like, it takes so much burden off. Like then, because some folks say, Hey, listen, like the only ship that doesn't float is a partnership. Now that can be true if you're trying to force it and you're not embracing their gifts and they're not embracing your gifts. Like if you're the exact same and you both kind of think this, sometimes that won't work. Sometimes it will, but I think you just have to embrace who they are and you don't feel like this ego or this pride inside of you thinking that you have to be better than them or one up them or prove your value somehow. Just, let it flow. Let it go. I mean, they'll appreciate it. The partnership will thrive because of it. I think that's, that's good, man. What would you say, like, as we're, you know, probably like wrapping up, like maybe for somebody that listens to this and is kind of inspired of like, I need to take the leap, you know, and, and try some of these things that I, I just feel are inside my soul, inside my heart. What would be some like real low hanging fruit? You feel like a, like a, like a low risk next step, like coming out of this man, podcast. I'm going to, it's, it's super low risk. Doesn't take much time, but it's really, really, really hard to do. And that's just be quiet and like, just don't read anything. Don't look at your phone. Try it for like five minutes. That's going to feel like it's two days 
if you've never done this, but just try to do that. And so um, I've started doing this and just clearing, totally clearing your mind. And it's amazing what you started to think about. I did it a little bit last night. I started thinking about my kids when they were younger. And th this wasn't a thought that's going to take me down a business route or anything, but it was certainly a thought that just brought me a ton of joy. Like it was, it was awesome. And so um, I would say that that's a, like, that is such a powerful resource we have, but we feel, especially in the Western culture, like we have to occupy every minute with being efficient, but probably, probably the most efficient you can be is, is allow yourself to just meditate or, or just be sometimes. How about you, man? Like, that's a really good question. And yeah, that's a great answer. Um, I totally think that's, that's great. I mean, I, I would, I'd want to do that. Another thing that I would maybe add is like, um, cause I've just done a lot of this and it, it takes some humility and you got to have somebody you trust, but spend a little bit of time writing down what, what you think some of those things are, you know, Hey, I feel like I'm good at this. I feel like, you know, I feel like I bring this value into the world and then sitting with somebody you love that is willing to have this conversation with you and just talk about it, you know? Cause like for me over the years, it wasn't that hard to come to an awareness of how I'm wired, but as soon as I kind of began to tap into that awareness, I just had fear and stuff, you know, like, what are people going to think, you know, what, if, what if people judge me or what if people say they don't think that's the way that I'm wired. And so close friends, uh, my wife has been, you know, a real sounding board to kind of have these discussions and it's, it's helpful, you know, and it, 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 sometimes it just gives us, you already kind of intuitively know it, but when somebody else says, Mark, I see this in you, like, I really see this in you. And I think, I think you're right. I think you ought to go further down that path. Oh man, that sometimes that just can, you know, put wind in your sails. And that's not a hard thing to do to sit and have that conversation with somebody. It's just dedicating the time. Like so many times the day happens to us and we're just not you know, intentional about dedicating that time to figuring out and self-reflecting and spending time with, with God or a higher power, what, however you think. Um, but that's, that's really practical, like using people who love you to, to kind of help you down that path. Well, man, this has been awesome. Like, I feel like I could talk about this stuff all day and it actually, I mean, stuff like this actually motivates me to want to be better at that, like spend more time doing stuff like that. So I appreciate the conversation and um, I look forward to our next our next couple casts going, to, going down this road. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, one last just super quick thing. I think when you're able to start doing this yourself, uh, you're able to help other people do this, which you talk about bringing a lot of value to the world. When you sit down with somebody and help them talk about them, you know, that helps, that will help develop some real powerful relationships. Um, so yeah, I hope more and more people are able to do this and kind of take that out into the God, world. That is so good, man. Cause it, it leaves me with one more thought. Like sometimes the most selfish thing you can do is help somebody else get to where they want to be because it brings you so much joy. Yeah. That is yeah. so good. For sure. Well, 
that is it for today. As always, um, you guys know how to get in touch with Bobby by now. We will put the books mentioned in this podcast in the show notes, and we will see you next time on the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you for listening. And don't forget about the tools available to subscribers. The Property Manager Self-Assessment Tool, My Property Upgrade Walkthrough List, or the chance to feel like a millionaire for the weekend by checking out one of our own properties in person. It's all available on our website, www.goodendeavorstrshow.com.